0: Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's homeowner radio show. Danny Lipford here, along with my co-host, Joe Truini. And, yes, you are at the right place for the most practical, realistic, most current home improvement information you're going to find anywhere. We're going to have some fun this week like we do each and every week. We've got a few stories to tell you about. We also, during this hour, want to um, talk about a challenge a homeowner's having with a tankless water heater. There's a lot of confusion out there. They're not flawless. There's a few things that you need to know. We'll share a few of those tips with you as well. Leak detection. How can you find a leak in your home. We have some tips on that as well. And removing carpet from hardwood stairs. I'm hearing about people doing this more and more. Most of the time, it's a very positive result. Sometimes you have a little extra work that you didn't expect. We'll tell you what you can expect when you rip that carpet off of those stairs. Of course, we've got a lot of emails, a lot of other calls. And of course, my buddy Joe always has a great simple solution for us.
1: Well, Danny, you know how many simple solutions have I had where you're dealing with a pool noodle? Well, here is actually one more simple solution using a pool noodle as a water hose. You oh, can't figure right. out why you'd ever want to do that. You have to stay tuned later in the show. I'll tell you exactly why. A pool noodle works out really great as a water hose.
0: I was in a fascinating store the other day, Joe, the old dollar store, okay. and, uh, which nothing really cost a dollar anymore, anymore. but, but right. uh, it's a fascinating place in there. But I, I had to chuckle because uh, there was this big drum just as full of pool noodles as you could possibly get. And I right. thought, well, that's still a little early to be putting out all of the swimming gear for the summer, yeah. but... Uh, with all of the valuable things that you share with people about poo noodles, it is now a year-round commodity. Year-round, right, you you're... have to have it, it's not just the summer.
1: Yeah, they're going to wonder why are we still selling these. Maybe it's because of all those simple solutions. I mean, we should get a we should get a piece of that
0: action. Uh, we should get a piece of that action. Hey, hey honey, want...
1: all this pool noodle is going to be That's yours right.
0: someday. Yes, exactly. But uh, we want to hear from you. We want to help you with anything that you're having challenges with around your house. You can send us an email anytime at today's homeowner. .com/ask also you can pick up the phone and call the Today's Homeowner Hotline 24 hours a day 7 days a week at 800-946-4420 some of the things that we're hearing a lot about both on um the the website as well as the Today's Homeowner Hotline and through Facebook are some of the responses to some of our Shorts and our TikToks and our small, uh, you know, it's really a phenomenon that, you know, so many little things like that. Now, of course, we're not interested in being goofy and going crazy on certain things. We want to provide, you know, content and we have a little fun with it along the way. But I was amazed to hear from um, one of our guys in our web department there, Joe, that one of a recent simple solution, how to clean baseboards, which you had a very innovative way of cleaning the baseboards and not only getting Getting them clean, but kind of a residual effect of um, keeping them cleaner uh, has uh, gained over 860,000 views on TikTok wow. and more than 1.6 million views on Facebook. So I would encourage you guys to to go to the Today's Homeowner Facebook or or check us out on TikTok and uh, just see some of the things we're doing. Like I say, we're not dancing around like dinosaurs or anything, but we're <laughs> we're
1: <laughs> not yet.
0: That, that kind of puts a vision in your mind. Yeah. You know, sometimes dinosaur, we're walking like dinosaurs. Yeah, how does a dinosaur yeah, dance? Uh, last time I was on the dance floor, I probably looked just like that, but we're not recording any of that. But, but, uh, congratulations on that, Joe, because a lot of those oh, things are really resonating very, very well. Now, I did a little short this week, and, um, you know, we, we, we did a number of these reels, and this particular one, uh, you can see on uh, the Today's Homeowner Facebook page, Today's Homeowner YouTube channel, um, as well as on Instagram. But, but anyway, you know the trick, and you might not know this, joke, because you're, you're, you're a, a a slim trim physical specimen. Um, uh, 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 Others of us... (laughs) <laughs> others others of us uh you know may have a little bit extra weight here and there and you're always looking for ways to look a little slimmer well sure uh if you uh, you may not even know about this but you know with a lot of still photography as right. well as a uh, video when you're face on to the camera there's mm-hmm. a trick of the stylist will tuck your shirt behind you and put what essentially is clothespins
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen so yeah, it just tighten up it up your just shirt. a little right. bit, yep. you know,
0: not, not tight where you're bulging, but it's tight to where, yeah. you know, you, it takes a few pounds off. Well, um,
1: it's the tailored look. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I don't have a stylus out when I'm, uh, doing most of my okay. taping. So, uh, I found duct tape does a very close to the similar thing. So I did
1: yeah. a little,
0: I did a little thing there where, um, so I'll reenact it for you right now. So okay. I was standing out uh, looking at the camera and I go, everybody's looking for a way to lose at least 10 pounds i found a way that only takes a little piece of duct tape first of all you tear off about an eight inch piece of duct tape and then i turned around from the camera and then i took right. my shirt and i put that around and i turned around and i said okay what do you think Okay, maybe I should have used a ten-pound duct tape. Fine then. <laughs> and then I walked, <laughs> and I walked off. And my uh, Jonathan, my camera guy, was going, "What? What? what was that it?" Was that- <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to look at it. We do have a little fun like that from time to time. But still, if you're taping, if you're taking pictures, and if you want right. to lose a little pound, because I mean, you're just compensating. What it is is you're you're equaling out that the camera adds ten pounds. Okay, oh, an eight-inch yeah. piece of duct tape will take away. 10 pounds. Okay, you break even. All right, we're good. So
1: The only way that can really work is if you put it over your mouth and stop yourself <laughs> from eating. That's how the deck taper really helps yeah, you. Yeah, that's in. right. I might it's have to, to try that yeah. particular one.
0: But <laughs> there's a lot of things out there that, uh, that uh, we do. And it's amazing how many different levels. Just like our podcast, we begin getting some great response on all of our different podcasts that are available. And I would encourage you to look at Today's Homeowner podcast anywhere that you get your podcast. Or you can go to todayshomeowner.com and check. Check it out. But uh, recently, um, and, and the Ask Danny podcast is much like just sitting on the tailgate with someone talking about their expertise. Recently, we have uh, did one with a fantastic decorative painter that I've known for over 25 years. Pretty interesting to hear about kind of the history, the popularity, and what's happening now. And that's available right now on the Ask Danny podcast. Also, um, drywall, lots of different drywall techniques and ideas. Uh, chickens, we did a, a, a recent <laughs> oh, yeah. one. yeah. With um, with the with the chicken daddy named um, uh, Corey Wilson. You might uh, know who that is uh, since he is yeah, he our, may have heard uh, his name r- radio engineer and uh, the uh, general manager of Three Echoes Productions. And it was very good. And so many people are interested in, you know, what's involved in having chickens and so forth, especially with eggs where there are right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, that's and, right. And, uh, and also common pl- plumbing problems, electrical issues, lots and lots of uh, podcasts that are available there um and would uh, invite you to drop by and take a look at it. But Joe, we've got a, a lot of things coming up this hour and a lot yep. of uh, uh, emails that have come in. We Again, we want to encourage you, just as if you have a question, if you have a, a comment, to send us that email at com slash ask, or we'll be taking a lot of the phone calls on the Today's Homeowner hotline coming up at 800 946 4420. Joe, I know you still got a lot of cold weather there in Connecticut, but uh, what's coming up on your to-do list, uh, some of the next projects once the weather breaks a little bit?
1: Well, I've been finishing up some interior painting and some interior trim work. I went out and bought a whole bunch of new casings and baseboards. And the one, I don't know if I ever shared this as a simple solution, but I think I've mentioned it before on the radio. If you're doing any kind of trim work, paint it before you put it up. There is no easier way to do that, especially with baseboard. Imagine just, I mean, I know it's, you get the baseboard, you just want to nail it up. But imagine getting on your hands and knees and trying to paint and mask off the floor, mask off the wall. Makes no sense. It takes, you're probably saving 75% of the time by setting it up on some saw horses in your garage or out in the driveway and just painting it. If it slops onto the ground, who cares? Um, And then when you install it, you only have to touch it up a little bit afterward.
0: The only thing you have to be careful with there, and of course, anytime you're painting, just make sure you don't get any paint buildup particularly on the top back edge of that uh, right. base baseboard, because when you put it against the wall, you really want that to be as tight to the wall as you can. Occasionally, you have to put a thin bead of caulk there, but the um, you just don't want that paint to to hold that off. It's a, a good way to go. And another little thing is when you're starting demolition on any project, save everything. We just did a project this week on the Today's Homeowner Television Show, and oh, how valuable a 41-inch piece of base molding would have been, yeah, because they just tore down 20 foot of wall space. So they had almost 40 feet of this that they just threw away. And uh, you can't, this particular kind, you can't get. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio.
2: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show that's heard coast-to-coast on some amazing stations like this one, WOTR 96.3 FM in Weston, West Virginia. Beautiful part of the country and certainly glad you're taking some time this week to listen and every week to Today's Homeowner Radio. Uh, Joe, we uh, continue getting stations, but we reached a big Milestone yesterday. A lot of people may not realize that many of the stations that we have, or most of the stations that we have, also have these short features that we have that are um, sixty seconds long. And so it's just little tidbits you might hear them on your way to work or on way back from work. Well, yesterday, Scotty B, the famous uh, syndication director that we have there in New York, landed number. 499, 499, 500, 501, 502, 503, 504, 505, wow. 506. He is now has us. Uh, being heard on 506 stations for our features right. and then we have 355 on our radio show so we're Beautiful. talking about lots and lots of people that are listening to the today's homeowner content each and every week congratulations Scotty B you've done a fantastic job over the years for us and keep it rolling and uh, pretty impressive though Joe because the the radio shows mostly during the weekend right. and then the it makes sense features yeah. that we have. The vignettes are generally uh, during the week. So uh, a lot of people to reach, a lot of home improvement to share. So yeah. uh, that's a, that's some great news, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And hopefully some of the stations that are only airing the features will pick up the radio show once they that's realize right. how popular yeah. those are. So yeah, that's all great news.
0: Okay, let's get right back to the today's homeowner hotline. We would love to hear from you. 800-946-4420. Tim is on the line right now. Tim, welcome to the show. And uh, tell us all about this, uh, this debacle with your your water heater yes
3: yeah, so i installed a tankless gas ream water heater about uh, three or four years ago and i've had problems with it ever since if you have a single on faucet i had trouble getting the hot water to stay on reliably if i have a dual on where a separate hot and a separate cold and i turn on the hot those faucets work reliably so in my bathroom where I have a dual on and off sink, it, they work fine, but the shower, I turn on the hot water, and after a couple, few seconds after it gets hot, it turns cold on me again. So Ream couldn't figure out what was going on with it, neither could the installers. They came out and actually replaced the unit, thinking that it was something with the circuit boards or something like that in the unit. The u- The new unit does the exact same thing. So well, wow. I'm thinking that it's a water pressure issue in the house because the error okay. code that keeps coming up a lot of times, not 100 percent of the time, says that it's a low flow. So I was thinking about putting an inline pump in before the gas water heater to see if that would solve the problem. But before I did that, I'd like some expert advice to see what your thoughts were. Wow.
0: Wow! Well, gr- great question and tough dilemma. Um Hmm. Well, um, you know it's always process of elimination on any kind of problem solution situation. And since you've replaced the water heater, we can assume that it's not actually the water heater. Joe, what about that um, temperature balance valve in those um, in in the showers and everything? Do you think something could be going on with that?
1: Yeah, Tim. So if I understand it correctly, the issue is mostly with faucets that have a single handle, not hot, a separate hot and cold. Is that right? That's
3: correct. The yeah. only single-handle one that works reliably is the one that's closest to the water heater. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, um, I mean, part of the reason is, and Danny has mentioned this in the past with other similar problems, is there gets debris gets trapped in the filter screen. Now, um, if it's happening at every single single faucet, then that would be a little unusual, but that could be the issue. But if you have low water pressure, it doesn't matter. You know what's going on with the screen because you'd have low water pressure. Um, the pressure in your house should be most plumbers recommend like 50 psi pounds per square inches of pressure. Um, any it should never ever be over 75. Too much pressure is not good. Um, okay. have you checked the pressure? Have you gotten a pressure gauge and water pressure I, gauge and hooked it up to a faucet and just checked
3: it? I, I have, and it's consistently come up at about 38 psi.
1: That's low that's low. Okay. Um and you can as you mentioned earlier you can get a uh, water pressure booster. They're not cheap. I think last time I priced them they were installed they were over $900, but hmm. um I don't know if that might have been just that type of um that particular pump. Um but they do allow you most of those um pressure boosters allow you to adjust the pressure typically from a, like 45 to 55, which would put you right in the range um, that might be your only option. You can check with your, this is, you're on a municipal well, municipal water supply, right? Not a well.
3: That is correct. Municipal.
1: Have you checked with them and asked them to find out why the water pressure is low or ask your neighbors if their water pressure is low?
3: So, uh, yes, we have. In fact, the whole neighborhood has kind of complained about low water pressure, and they say that 38 PSI was well within the range of, of what's tolerable.
1: Yeah, that's that it might be acceptable, it might be on the very, very low end of acceptable. That's the problem. Like I said, you should be at least at fifty. So I'd hate to have you have to go out and spend almost a thousand dollars on a pressure booster system, but you may have to do that. Maybe there's some kind of rebate you can get from the water company or something. I'm not really sure. Um
0: you know, one other thing you might consider, when I moved into my um new house three years ago my um, master shower, which is a good distance away from the water heater, was doing the exact same thing you were talking about, that um, the double valve um, faucets on my uh, sinks were working perfectly. Everything was working fine. But in the shower, you just could not quite. It was weak pressure, and what you got out of it was all cold water. Well, the uh, plumber uh, came right back, and within a few minutes, he's showing me a little cartridge that's a kind of a filter cartridge that's inside that, um, temperature balance single lever, um, uh, valve. And, uh, he said, you have to replace it. I go, well, wait a minute, this thing is not even two months old. And, uh, he's (laughs) shaking his head saying, well, it's, it's, it's just a problem we've been dealing with. So he got another one in, in a couple of days, put it in, I've never had any problems since then. Now, that's a, like Joe was saying, debris during the construction phase. And you're getting a little bit of sand and silt in there as you're doing what you're doing there. And and some of the shavings possibly from the picks of piping and such. And, uh, but that's all it was with me. So that might be when you're talking about a more of an isolated problem, that could be the problem. And then you might have to explore some ways as you're, as you already are in how to boost that water pressure.
3: Well, I uh, definitely appreciate the ideas today, and I'll take a look at some of those. I, I'm, I'm not a plumber, but I'm handy enough with this stuff that I, I feel good. comfortable taking the valve apart and taking a look to see if there's a filter screen in there that I can pull out and clean out.
1: Good, good. And, Tim, I wanted to mention those single handle faucets. They have a filter screen, obviously, at the end of the faucet, end of the tap, like where the aerator is. But sometimes there's another one in the base of the faucet itself. And, um, so, you know, you'd have to check the manufacturer take it apart and see if it's, if it's there. And obviously you have to remove both and rinse them out. Um, but you know, if you have filth, if, if, if it's just, if it's sediment, then you're going to continue to have that problem. But I think it's probably just debris from the construction, maybe from the manufacturing process. It came from the factory that way, because this is a r- pretty common problem. Okay. Uh, I
3: guess the. Another question is: Have you had success with inline pumps before? Though,
1: well, they work. Yeah, they definitely work as long as everything else in the system there's no debris, there's nothing else. But yeah, they definitely work. Um, it's just that it's just you have to go out and buy the thing and have electricity to run it. It just is. You know, you think the town's going to supply water? They should supply it at a rate that it's not affecting an entire neighborhood.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, Tim, hope we've been able to help you a little bit and hope the problem is solved very easily. It's always hard on things like this. You can chase these kind of things for months or you do one simple thing and went, and then you go, darn, I wish I'd have done that a long time ago. And I hope yeah. I hope that's uh, what you end up saying right. after you explore it a little bit. Well,
3: thank you very much for your help today.
0: Okay. Our pleasure, Tim. Have a great weekend. Good to All talk right, you with too. you. Bye. Yeah, well, that's, uh, i tell you, the water pressure is one of those things that um, uh, I've been to so many hotels where you stand there and water, I mean, just dribble I out. And it's just like, come on, Well, you know, I mean, we all want to save water, but um, you know, and then in the same hotel, you've got a toilet that's driving you crazy because it won't shut up, you know, <laughs> it's running it all night long, you know, so. Uh, it's are those what are those things hope we've been able to help Tim out on that. Hey you're listening to today's homeowner radio We're going to take a, a short break when we come back more information to share with you you're listening to today's homeowner radio.
2: Today's homeowner is brought to you by Deitch Coatings. Easily roll on your new stone countertop, garage floor, and more in just a weekend with Deitch.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment, brought to you by the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know, for homeowners, there are few words more dreaded than frozen pipes because of the damage that's inevitably going to follow. Now, in fact, any kind of leak inside your home can be catastrophic, which is why the Kitta Smart Water Leak Detector and Freeze Alarm is a great idea to put in your home. You simply just place it under a sink, near pipes, or anywhere at risk for leak. Leaks or freezes. When the water leak sensor detects water or a significant temperature drop, it sounds an alarm and sends a notification to your smartphone through the KIDA app. The app can also notify uh, selected friends and family of a leak and gives you the ability to silence false alarms. Now, it's small and low profile enough to tuck behind toilets, washing machines, and other appliances, and the setup is extremely easy. You just download the app and scan the QR code on the back of the sensor answer that's as simple as it gets to learn more you can visit your local home depot or head over to today's Homeowner.com. that's the kidda smart water leak and freeze detector those are that's great uh, yeah a little bit more ways that a house is yeah. getting smarter and smarter let's go right back to the today's homeowner hotline we'd love to hear from you at 800 946 4420 Janice is with us right now. Janice, I understand you're uh, thinking about tackling a little project on your stairs. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, I moved into this home like 2 years ago and the house is hardwood floors except for the stairs where well, it's carpet in the bedrooms, but I wanted to remove the carpet off the stairs. And to me, it will make it look bigger. My thing is that I'm afraid if I remove the carpet, I might damage the floor.
0: It is definitely a project that I've done many times and uh, he, and every one of them is a little bit different. Um, approximately how old is the house?
4: Um, it was built in 2006.
0: Okay. The concern I would have, uh, well, a couple of things that I can mention to you that you might be faced with. First of all, the, um, and by the way, I was looking at the picture right now that you sent. I appreciate that. The uh, matter of fact, of the hardwood floors and the end caps on the stairs look fantastic, but that may be the problem that they're only end caps.
1: Right. A lot
0: of, a lot of times that wood does not, that oak, which is so expensive, does not continue under the stairs. Um, right. or un, you know, across the stairs and they stop it and then they put plywood there where the carpet is. If that's the case, then you're going to really have quite a significant project because you'll have to remove those end caps and put all new layer of oak over it. And put the handrail back up. It can be done. It's not, you know, over the top, but it does require a fair amount of work and skill, and a little bit of money to buy those uh, oak treads. Uh, now, if you if the oak does continue across there, you will have quite a few holes, hundreds and hundreds of holes, small holes that um, have the tack strip the. A uh, t- little wooden strip with nails that poke up out of it that hold the carpet tight. You'll have to remove those and repair those and then do the staining on that, but uh, uh, that would be the first thing is maybe really look very closely at one of the edges and try to peek under that carpet a little bit to see if the hardwood continues on. That, I think, would be the first step I would do before you tore it all up. Gotcha. Okay,
4: so it's best to, to make sure that it's not just the the End cap that is that is uh, hard work across the whole floor.
0: Correct. Uh huh. Yeah. If you have that, it's still a fair amount of work, but you're not having to put new wood in, you're just having to, you know, dress out uh, the part that you have. But no doubt about it, it looks great. I mean, carpet is a little safer in some ways because it has a little more traction on it. But, you know, put you can put the um, hardwood down and uh, it does make it seem a little bit larger. And I don't know, to me, it just raises the luxury level of it just a little bit when you have all hardwood.
4: And that's what I really wanted to do. Uh, I just think it will look, make it look
0: so much prettier. Sure. Well, just take maybe some pliers and just pull up on one side of it there to be able to look through and see what you have, and then you'll know the, the next step. Okay. I
4: appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking my
0: call. Okay. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Um You, you know, our um, creative director, longtime creative director, who you know very well, uh, Scott Gardner, just did this yeah. exact same project.
1: That's right. And
0: and of course, he. Um, if I understand it correctly, he, he had to replace all of the treads. And of course, he's a good craftsman, was able to do all of it. But he did say one and done, never again will I do that project. So uh, yeah. that, that does happen from time to time.
1: Yeah. Every time I complete a project, I think, well, the next time this has to get redone, it's going to be the next homeowner. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not touching it ever again. Yeah, but you're right. She's going to find either holes from tack strips or just from, from staples or tax of some sort. I'm betting, looking at this, I'm betting that the hardwood continues because you notice the rug does not go right up against the balusters. And sometimes it goes past the balusters. They have, she has a good two or three inches of wood. So I'm guessing she's going to probably find hardwood, which would be great. Well, the the other thing
0: too, a lot of times when you don't have hardwood under there, the carpet is more flush. Right with those yeah. end caps than what appears here. But um well, I'll tell you, stairs are something, you know, I have had hundreds and hundreds of calls over the years saying, hey, I was up in my attic the other day and I could stand up. There is so much room in there. I want to put a room in there. Okay. <laughs> so of of let's say 200 situations that I've looked at, probably 10 of them have been economically feasible to put staircase, I mean, to that's put the
1: problem. They take up a face. lot of space, those staircases, right?
0: You, you think of a staircase is going to take up a space in your downstairs now of about four foot wide, at least by 16 or 17 foot long. Now you can you can gain some space underneath it and so forth, but when you're talking about an existing house and most of the time when you're talking about this situation, it's a situation where there is no stairs in the home because it's single story and you're trying to create basically a living space above it. Um, It takes so much space and it affects so much that that's where many times it's better just to simply build on to the house on the same floor plan than to actually go up.
1: Sometimes that's the biggest detriment to um, any often remodeling plans because they want to, especially when people want to turn a one-story house into a two-story house because they think it's easier than building on. To the side of the house. Well yeah, it might be easier, you know, because you have the whole house there, you're just raising the roof. But where's the staircase gonna go? And like, oh yeah, where is the staircase gonna you wind up losing that space that you thought you're gonna gain in the first floor to go up to the second floor.
0: Yeah, later on, I'll tell you about a project that I'm contemplating Uh that involves this exact— I know, I know. It's not even three years in here. I know. That's what we do when we have tools in our truck and we want to use them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're listening to today's Home Auto Radio. We're having fun here and hope you are as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Bond, the pro's advantage.
0: Hey, we would love for you to get our weekly e-newsletter. It's very simple. All you have to do is go to todayshomeowner.com slash newsletter and sign up today. Each week, we will send you one email and about the newsletter with some uh, real current information that you need to know about your house. Again, todayshomeowner.com slash newsletter. Newsletter. Right now, we're going to talk with Wendy in California. Wendy, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house.
2: So I'm looking for a new water heater, and I'm just—it was always get a gas one because that's the most—that's the one that's going to be the cost you the less and be the most efficient. But now with the gas prices have just skyrocketed in our area, they're outrageous. I'm wondering, should I be shopping for an electric water heater? Solar's not an option for me. But I can do a tankless, but I'm so confused on on what to do at this point.
0: Well, so a lot of people are, and of course, the fluctuation in gas prices and then you're hearing more and more people talking about the electric prices going up. And it really is hard, you know, Wendy, to know exactly where to go. A couple of things to consider. First of all, you currently have gas running to your water heater. If you change to electric, that will require that electrical work, which can be a little tricky because if you don't have space currently in your sub panel to accommodate a water heater, then that will require a fair amount of electrical work. It's also a challenge many times to route that line from point A to point B. You hate to have it tacked out on the outside of your house. You want it to be hidden, of course. So that would be one of the considerations is possibly getting an electrician that does a lot of residential work like that to, uh, to give you an assessment of that and to be able to tell you what it would in, uh, involve, because that cost certainly would play into the overall decision. Uh, Tankless water heaters are good, but they can be a little expensive up front. They will save you money in the long run. But one of the simplest, easiest ways to go is just to go right back with what you have. Um, and um, know that the newer units are far more efficient than anything that was produced three, four, five, or um, plus years uh, ago. So um, that's one, con- That's the, yeah, they're so much more energy efficient now. So even if you do have to settle for a gas, if the electrical, uh, electrician's chargers are going to be too much, you're still going to come out um, better than you are now because of the efficiency of that unit.
2: Okay. Okay, because I just was thinking, you know, do I, I just, yeah, it's hard because gas is, you know, three, four times higher now, but electric isn't, I mean, it's still better, but not a lot. Plus, they're trying to ban all gas appliances in our area. Um,
0: That's what I heard more and more about the the challenges with uh, whether or not you're going to be able to have gas in a few years there
1: yeah Wendy um, gas used to be a good choice because it was so much cheaper but that's not true most of the, most of the country has gone up over 100 percent and even more in California um, but I agree with Danny if you if this if this was if you were building a brand new house and starting from scratch it might be a different conversation but you're already got gas piped in there you've had a gas before I mean i probably and plus electric electrical prices are going electricity is going to keep going up um, I live in Connecticut and, and our electric rate more than doubled. So, um, and a lot of reason, and a lot of reason that all these prices are going up is because they're trying to rebuild an aging infrastructure that's just been crumbling over the years. But a California regulator um, recently, you may have read this, um, has been trying to get the utility companies to offer customers what they call a climate credit, which can lower your bill. Um, Now, I think to get the most... A benefit you're supposed to be able you have to buy the electricity and natural gas from the same company i don't know if that's part of the bill and whether that's true or not but you'll have to check on it but they say it can lower your bill anywhere from like 90 to 120 a month so that's significant so you might want to check with i don't know who you check with exactly but you need to check with um the local government to see if a climate credit is being offered
2: well that's a great idea yeah. Okay, so good luck. Stick with the gas with and the hope gas. for the best. All yeah. right. Well, thanks, guys. Love the show. Okay. Thank you,
0: thank you very much, Wendy. Have a great weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you, water heaters, uh, I mean, all of these different things, that's why we try to stay on top of everything, because hearing all of the things that we're hearing, Joe's constantly reading on things, me and my staff are constantly looking at current trends and what's happening, just so that we can give you a little heads up and a good straightforward opinion on what we feel like's going to happen. I mean, we don't have the crystal ball, wish we did, but yeah. uh, we've been right. at it a long time. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of those things uh, correct themselves, like of the lumber prices have started in the right direction at least, still not back to where they were, but hopefully competition will drive that down a little bit more. Joe, what about that simple solution coming up? Give us a little tease.
1: Come on, a little tease on how to use a pool noodle as a water hose and why you might actually need to do that
0: pool noodles i'm telling you there's more <laughs> simple solutions i think of uh, somewhere between painting tips and pool noodles uh, are the most popular simple don't solutions. don't
1: forget the white vinegar
0: yeah the white vinegar yes that's and right go, go get you a jug of vinegar there you go so okay well we're going to take a, a quick break when we come back it's simple solution time don't go anywhere you're going to want to hear this tip you're listening to today's home on radio
2: Today's homeowner is brought to you by Fluidmaster. Find out more at shop.fluidmaster.com.
0: You know, some of the best things that you can do around your home to, get to improve it is to keep things really simple. And that's what simple solutions are all about. Simple ways to solve some common problems you may be having around your home. And occasionally, they include pool noodles. Go, Okay, Joe, (laughs) take take it away.
1: Okay, get your pool noodles ready, people. (laughs) Here's how to use a pool noodle as a water hose. You might wonder, well, why would I ever want to do this? Well, next time you need to fill a water bucket that's too big to fit under the sink or tub faucet, you can use a pool noodle. What you do is just take them. Of course, pool noodles have a hole straight through the middle, which is why this works. And if it doesn't have a hole through the middle, then don't use this trick. But you take the pool noodle and you slip one end over the end of the faucet. Just wedge it on there. And it's usually a pretty tight fit, so it's not going to pop off. And take the opposite end, of course, and just place it in the bucket. You turn on the faucet and water will flow through the hole in the noodle right into the bucket. And this is particularly helpful when you don't have hot water at an outside faucet or you're preparing to wash your dog or your car, and you're trying to get hot water or warm water into a bucket. So uh, that's the simple solution, Danny. Use your pool noodle as a water hose.
0: And I have certainly done that more than once. Um, uh, on my outside kitchen area, there I have the pull-out faucet. Right. But it only pulls out like about two inches. Yeah. Well, thanks right. a lot. Exactly. I appreciate that. You could have added, gave, gave me another foot, but um, but at, with, with the pool noodle and the pool noodles are right there because it's out by the pool. I... Pulled that thing up, my, and Sharon walks out. My wife and goes, "What are you doing now?" I said, "Joe, make
1: me do it." Joe's making <laughs> Joe, me do
0: this. She of goes, course, oh. it's my fault. Oh, that that true any guy. Yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, then she
1: just turns around, and goes back back into yeah. the house,
0: rolls her eyes again, pupils yeah. disappear, and then she goes back in. That's <laughs> it's a regular thing. Hey, we want to remind you what you can see on the Today's Homeowner Television Show this weekend. It's a project we called "Lovable Laundry," and it is a busy laundry room because there's four sons in this particular house. And a husband. So you got six people's clothes that are moving through there. It better be an efficient operation. Well, we made it um, a little bit more efficient. We repaired some water damage that nobody knew about, and it was leaking and was going to cause some big problems. Where was it? Uh, it was right uh, under behind the, the washing machine. Yeah. Oh wow. It actually was in the wall behind the washing machine. Oh, that goes and
1: undetected so, for a while. You wind up with yeah, a lot it was of close. damage. Yeah.
0: It was close. We were able to take care of that. But also, of course, Chelsea always comes up with some great ideas, and one of the ideas she had was four separate laundry baskets that we built on these little shelves, Mm -hmm. and put the name of each of the sons on it. So that's where the laundry better goes. The the, the wife said, that's I'm smart. not walking up yeah. and down this hallway anymore. <laughs> you bring your dirty clothes and put them there. She washes them, puts them, folds them, puts them back in there, and they have to put them up. So it starts right. uh, heading the kids in the right direction of discipline in how to wash clothes and so forth. But it saves her a lot of time because you can imagine how busy a family like that is. But there's a lot of little cool tips in here, how to create a countertop space, which is always good. And what about this? Have you ever Thought about adding a sink. In your laundry room? Well, it's easier than you think if you have enough room on the same wall of your washer and dryer. On this particular case, we had about seven and a half feet. It was perfect to put in a laundry sink and then the little hanging space above it so that if you have any of those clothes that you want to kind of let it kind of drip dry and so forth, you've got a sink that's doing double duty there and being able to drip that in. So you got to see this show. Go to today's and find out where you can see it in your neck of the woods. Also, we have over 500 episodes of our show streaming right now on Exumo, Tubi, FreeVee, Pluto, and Roku apps, as well as we have our own channel on Vizio Smart TV and LG Smart TV. A lot of different ways that you can see current and past Today's Homeowner television episodes. Again, just head on by todayshomeowner.com, find out where you can see it in your area. And as always, we want to hear from you. 800-946-4420 is the Today's Homeowner hotline. Also, we'd love to get some emails from you. We've been getting some fantastic emails. You can send one right now by going to todayshomeowner.com. Slash ask. I'm Danny Lipford along with my co-host Joe Truini. Thanks so much for listening to this hour of today's Homeowner Radio.